Hello, this is Sage Working Turd. I am Pete's younger sister and fellow sickle cell advocate and survivor. If you would like to learn more about sickle cell, please feel free to go to nhlbi.nih.gov.com. Thank you, Pete, for sharing your platform with me, and I hope you all have a little bit more insight into the sickle cell life. Thank you again. Bye. Welcome to the Trep Life Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip-hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens, so prepare for an engaging transformation. Just a friendly reminder, if you are experiencing value and insight from Trep Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Reviews are greatly appreciated because they help the podcast grow. Here at Trep Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Glad to have you on. Thanks so much, Pete. Oh, so I am horrible at introductions. It's something I'm trying to get better with. As the show progresses, but if you want to just uh, give give yourself an introduction, and uh, we'll start the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, my name is Lewis Angel. I compete all over the world in memory competitions, and I teach people how to memorize information very quickly. Um, the most recent achievement was where I competed on a show called uh, Superhuman on Fox, and I won the title of Superhuman as a memory master on that show, uh, where I memorized hundreds of names and faces and facts about people that I met, and then I was able to successfully recall the information from quiz upon it. When was this show? That was uh, back in 2016. 2016, okay. I got to check that show out. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so walk us through your background. Who were you before you got into memory and being a memory champion? Right. So many people think that, you know, I just woke up like this or I was born like this of just meeting everybody, you know, and, and being able to remember who they are, what they are and what they do and all that, you know, fun facts about people and, uh, you know, just wake up one day and, memorize a full deck of cards and be able to recite it forwards and backwards. But that's obviously not the case. I, I actually struggled a lot. Uh, I had, I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. So that just means I could not focus and I could not pay attention to what I was doing uh, in whatever task that I wanted to focus on, which was, you know, at, at that point in time in high school was school. Uh, was paying attention to my teachers and doing my homework. So, yeah, I got out of high school with a D minus in English. If it wasn't for my English teacher, Miss Solano, giving me that D minus, I was not going to graduate. Graduate. So, you know, it, things such as, you know, struggling at school to struggling at home, um, my everyday life, it was just not a, a pretty situation growing up in subsidized housing, you know, in an environment where it's honestly not conducive, you know, it doesn't produce success 
as in there was a lot of gang environment you know there was a lot of drugs around me i didn't partake myself but i i saw that on a daily basis did you have friends around you that did decide to go down that path oh yeah um you know numerous uh, almost everybody decided to partake in that and obviously we're still i was still friends with them um hung out with them although i i was the one kind of like the quote-unquote the good kid out of right. my friends that did not partake but yeah every, almost every single one of my friends growing up uh, decided to you know do uh, do the extracurricular activities <laughs> of uh drugs and alcohol and you name it yes uh street extracurriculars yes <laughs> yes yes but with that environment um you face so many distractions, mm-hmm. but you, you also see a lot of talent in people, right? Oh, yeah. So would you say you were even the most talented or there you were just the special one out of the group of your friends? Or was it just a, a, a matter of you making choices? Yeah, I think it just comes down to the choices that I made, right? From Even though I couldn't, like my mindset wasn't one at that point in time growing up, wasn't one of, um, you know, I, I am going to be successful. I didn't have a full positive mindset growing up just because I did see a lot of my friends and also family members, um, you know, going through the wrong path. I had a lot of family members in and out of prison, um, you know, cops coming to our doorstep almost on a nightly basis for different occurrences. You know, things like this just did not really motivate me to go out and achieve things within myself. Um, but I did have like a glimmer of hope growing up. I was like, well, you know, this is all happening, but th- there must be a better way, even though I did not know that path, right? Did not have that blueprint because I didn't see it around me. However, when I was 18, that's when I had a mentor come into my life. Um, and I was selling, <laughs> I was selling suits and shoes at Macy's back then at 18. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then this gentleman came up and he's like, Hey, have you ever thought about, you know, I sold him some shoes. He's like, have you ever thought about uh, doing some other businesses um, outside of what you're doing now? And at that point, uh, I believe I had just put in my like two weeks resignation to Macy's. Um, and I was like, yeah, of course, I have nothing else to do after this job is over. So, you know, what is this? So it was a network marketing company at that time. And that kind of, you know, I, I went through the process. I joined the company and, and, this individual was a millionaire and I had never seen that in my life. I, you know, you always envision yourself of maybe one day winning the lottery of one day becoming a millionaire, but to actually be a part of somebody's, uh, you know, life as they're on this journey and they've already become a millionaire. Now they want to help others achieve success. That was a huge, you know, eye opening moment for me because now in my mind, I had the blueprint of what it took to get out of the situation that I was in. And I was still living kind of in that environment, you know, of uh, the city's called La Puente, where I grew up in. Um, I was still living there at that point in time. But, you know, now at 18, like there is a better way. There is another way out. And so meeting a millionaire for the first time, completely gave you that spark and help you shift your mindset it definitely did because now i'm thinking differently i'm thinking the way that somebody that has in my eyes in my mind and my eyes 
you know, what someone of success um, is supposed to have achieved. Now I, I'm seeing that and I know what I need to do personally to get to that level of success. Uh, maybe if it's not financially, but maybe it's more of in the way that I think that I should be doing certain tasks at hand. Um, you know, just my everyday routines change from watching TV every single day to now reading books, picking up books for the first time. I didn't pick up a single book in high school. Maybe that's why I was <laughs> failing and not doing that great. But it came down to my lack of ability to focus. Um, you know, and now seeing these other individuals that I'm hanging out with, quote unquote, successful people, and their daily habits of reading every day, of meeting new new successful people, networking with others, you know, going and attending events, Tony Robbins events, Les Brown events, uh, Jim Rohn, you know, you name it, the who's who of personal development. And I was like, wait, I, I, I didn't, I did not know that this even existed growing up. I thought that people just a whole new world, right? Yeah, I thought people just won the lottery and that's how they became millionaires. But no, it takes work to get to that level. So yeah, definitely, you know, meeting this individual just opened up, you know, my world to, um, to this whole new way of thinking, of doing, of, of just being. Yeah. So I a lot of questions for you, mm -hmm. but um, taking it back a little bit, you said you were diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. Or ADD, rather. Mm -hmm. I forget the exact wording used. But I recently heard Jonathan Levy call it the entrepreneurial disease, entrepreneurial <laughs> disease. All right. Well, what do you say to that? Um, I get what he means by that um as in like i mean even grant cardone a lot of successful people from gary b grant cardone they always say oh yeah my add is kicking in right now you know i'm not focused on what you're saying because i'm bored of what you're saying so i want to focus on other things and I'm like <laughs> come on man that's just <laughs> that's just rude yeah that's just rude <laughs> but i you know i get their point of views like they're successful because you know they're ne they're never settling for for something they always want more and more and more i get it and at the same time like the actual it is an actual disease it's an actual disorder um okay. that people have there's people that actually struggle with this where they want to focus they want to pay attention they want to stop allowing their mind to wander off but they just cannot do so um because either their environment doesn't allow it or they're for me, it's more of a training issue. They're, you're just not tra okay. you're not trained to focus on those things, and you can always shift it. You can always control it, um, and you know there are different routes to do that. You can do that through medication, which you know I I personally don't support. Um, but there are people that just can't do it through meditation, can't do it through other means of holistically quote unquote healing themselves however you know medication does help those individuals that absolutely cannot they tried everything else so medication such as Adderall Ritalin you know that is the only way with that being said I also believe that you know ADD is just something that's overdiagnosed in you know yes. our American society and I don't think that everybody that's diagnosed with that needs to take those pills you know I think it's it's harming more people than it's then it's hurt uh, helping it's uh, harming more than it's helping um but there are you know a small percentage of individuals that are diagnosed with add add adhd 
that do actually need to take that medication. Um, for me personally, I took it when I was diagnosed with it. And I just, I, I did not like how my body felt from my yeah. heart just beating out of my chest to, you know, in the beginning, it did help me focus and pay attention um, from school to at home. I remember cleaning my entire room that first day that I took Ritalin. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I became like Superman, picked up my That's mattress, hilarious. threw it out into the living room, into every square inch of my bedroom and, you know, it's moldy. Everything. You had like the dustpan <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it helped me to stay hyper-focused. I just didn't like how it felt on my body. Um, so I stopped taking it, you know, within a few weeks. But I kind of saw, you know, I, I saw the benefits of it, but then the for me, I just did not, you know, I didn't like it. So I, I felt like it was more of a Band-Aid than an actual fix to a problem, which was not focusing, not paying attention. Um, that's where I went the route of more of a holistic, you know, meditation, visualization, um, and, and also memory training and using memory techniques to help me out with that. So how do you think your life would be different if you were taught the memory training that you experienced when you turned 18 or no you started a little later in that with yeah. the memory sorry but um you're you had a mindset shift at 18 yeah, we'll, yeah. bring a second um but how do you think you're like if you had started memory training at let's say like first grade kindergarten or do you think it's too early to start memory training well yeah for me Memory training in the way that I normally I currently do it and I teach others how to do it. It's definitely at that young of an age. It's it's you know you're way too early in your developmental stage to really grasp what the memory techniques can do. Um, however, I mean you can do some basic things, basic associations. What I would have done differently if I could have was do the mindset shift and and. Okay. And uh, the like, you know, start with meditation, start with eating right, healthy diet, putting more water into my body instead of sugary drinks, things like, such as that would have definitely helped me out with my brain performance and focus and attentiveness at a younger age. So, you know, if I could go back and change anything, that would be the main, you know, uh, the main things that I would change as far as memory training that would you know that's something that i would have loved to have learned when i was entering high school because then at that point it would have really helped me out in school so the earliest you think should be like maybe a freshman in high school yeah um, middle school middle school maybe. can work uh it's just because i've worked with younger uh, students i've worked with students that are like five six years old but you know honestly at that age you you don't care <laughs> you don't care you want to go play with your toys you want to go do other things so to actually like sit down because at the end of the day it's not like i'm just waving a magic wand this is something where you have to work at the skill to be able to memorize maybe not a room full of people but even just remember the one person that you met five minutes ago remember their name that's something that you know it does take some practice to go through the techniques and and wanting to learn how to do that um but yeah like a, if you're in elementary school you really don't want to. You really don't want to uh, train your memory to be able to do something like that. So okay, I'm going back a little bit to, um, 
you mentioned how the gentleman that uh, was the catalyst for the millionaire that you met that was the catalyst for your mindset shift was in network marketing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Do you, um, I had a guest on the show and he um, expressed, it's not a direct quote, but that middle, that um, network marketing or multi-level marketing is a great training ground for entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, from again, meeting people that I would have never have been able to meet um, to just, I mean, every single week we have these meetings. So we had two meetings a week with this company that I was in. Uh, and the first one was like a recruiting event where you bring new guests and you had to bring them to this event and they see the presentation. They decided if they decided to join, awesome. Uh, and then the second, that was, that was on a Tuesday, every single Tuesday. And then Thursday was the training. So that's where you would go. And then also your new recruits would go and you would get trained. Half of that training was about um, the product and the services. And then the other half was more of a mindset thing. Like, what did you have to do to get into the right mindset to be able to go out and, you know, either sell the product or service uh, that you're promoting and or bring new people so that they can see the vision as well. So, yeah, it definitely helped with, um, it's definitely a breeding ground for creating entrepreneurs. Some of my best friends right now are all came from the network marketing field. And some, we, we did not all do the same company, but we all have that similar background as in we tried it in some capacity. We tried recruiting and, you know, doing network marketing because honestly, when I was growing up, I was that quiet kid, the kid that did not say a word that was just in the group laughing at all the jokes and, it wasn't until I got into this network marketing where I really just stepped out of my shell more and I had to go out and talk to random people, some strangers in order to show them the benefits of my product and service or, you know, to join this network marketing company that I was in. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely pushed me outside of my comfort zone. Uh, so I, I definitely agree with that statement of your previous guest. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. I think it's, um, especially if you, if you have an interest in entrepreneurship, but you don't exactly have a vision yet, mm-hmm. I think it, it's a good um, training mechanism for you. Just, oh, yeah. to, just to be around people of like-minded, with like-minded mentalities, and, you know, you can grow from that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was talking to one of my business partners recently, and we were looking up videos of, uh, I joined a few different network marketing companies after that first one. But uh, okay. my last stint, stint was about like three, yeah, three, four years ago. I haven't joined a company since. Um, but I'm still connected with all those people. You know, we still chat every now and then or I see them on social media. And I was just talking to my business partner. I pulled up some videos of uh, one of the top leaders in our previous company. And we're like, dude, we should go to a meeting. We should go to like one of the trainings, even though we're not like in the company. Yeah. We have Stone Road, but yeah, I mean, it just, it's such an awesome environment of, again, positivity, of motivation, of inspiration. You're hearing the stories. You're there with people that are driven, have ambition. Um, and it honestly just sets a fire into whatever it is that you're currently focused on, even though it's not that company. 
but you're focusing on, you know, building your own venture, your own company, it really sets a fire on you to go out there and just accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish. So um, I still kind of want to do that. I want to go to one of the meetings or trainings from the previous company, just to get fired up again. Yeah. The energy is contagious. As oh, yeah. as I, in August, I went to um, like a three day event mm-hmm. in uh, the company company is based in, I think the company is based in Phoenix, but the event was actually at, uh, actually was actually in Nashville. Mm. And so from that point, I, I loved it. Um, and I'm actually planning on going to the events that they're, they have a January event that I want to catch oh, just nice. because exactly what you express. Just, I don't even know if I want to do the company itself, but just the fact that that experience is. Yeah. You don't normally hang out with these types of people. You know, you don't normally see them in your backyard. And that was always the, I guess a negative side to coming out of not only even network marketing events, but just um, any type of personal development, self-help type of event, whether it was a Tony Robbins, Les Brown, you name it, you come back to your environment and you're like, okay, Where's all the people giving me high fives? <laughs> Where's all the right. people congratulating me and motivating me? I don't see that. Uh, but you kind of have to take that energy that you felt, anchor it in, and uh, go out and, and do what you have to do to become you know, successful. So you can join uh, the people on stage next time that you go to one of these events. Exactly. Because I was encouraged more in those three days than I had been in, like, the previous, like, at least six months. I probably, probably even more than that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, um, it, it's great. Cause I, I think we all need that encouragement and support. Yeah. And sometimes you don't get that in your standard environments. Right. Yeah. That, and you know, even if you can't attend an event, what I would always recommend people to do is watch videos. There's so many like amazing videos online on YouTube and you know, any other, resource even instagram right now all of these top uh inspiration and motivational people they're on instagram they're posting daily you know motivational posts so go on there and and uh you you can be around these millionaires and billionaires without having to actually be present you know in front of them um, and still absorb their knowledge pick up a book that they wrote pick up an audio book uh, listen to their podcast there's so many of them going on podcasts right now so uh, there's so many great resources out for you to be able to surround yourself with these individuals without necessarily having to be present in, you know, in their physical presence. So yeah, that knowledge, the information base and the, the environment is out there. So you're into the podcasting world. Mm-hmm. What do you think, how would you describe this current era of podcasting? Um, there's a huge explosion of it. I, it, I mean, I, I've been listening to Joe Rogan for I mean, decades, not decades, <laughs> but years, years. Um, Joe Rogan and a few other shows, but Joe Rogan's just OG classic podcaster. He, I'm pretty sure he brought a lot of, uh, um, you know, top level individuals from comedians to other celebrities um, to this realm. And I think that's one of uh, the things that, that, really push this to reach a, a, a broader uh, range of individuals uh, because now those 
people, the comedians, celebrities. Now they're bringing their audience to the podcast world. And then you have other genres from wrestlers to, um, you know, uh, physicists. So you name it, every single different category of, uh, 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 you know, of study coming onto the podcast world. And now you're seeing um, other listeners coming along. So now I get tagged in podcasts that I've listened to like months ago from friends, like, Hey, have you listened to this one yet? I'm like, yep. <laughs> uh, but now I, I'm glad that they're coming being on exposed here. To it. Yeah. yeah. Being exposed and, and listening and getting educated. So I think it's a great thing that podcast is growing. Um, they taught us early on in uh, network marketing that they would sell the CDs, you know, the motivational tapes and CDs. Um, but they would tell us, and they, they really ingrained this into our brains that, your drive time, whether you're driving to and from school, driving to and from work, that drive time should be turned into drive time university. Instead of listening to the radio, turn on, well, it wasn't a podcast back then, but turn on your CDs, the, the motivation CDs, uh, plug in your MP3 and, and put on some positive, uh, you know, some positive encouraging um, audios instead of just listening to the radio all day long. So things like that were ingrained into my psyche early on in my entrepreneurship endeavors. Um, but now that I'm seeing a lot of that happening here on the podcast world and more people are tuning in and listening and also others are, are creating their own podcast and sharing their knowledge with the world. I just think it's, you know, I think it's amazing and it's really beneficial and helpful to everyone. I agree. Um, I think we're personally in the, uh, I would say third phase of podcasting mm-hmm. um, where it's really hitting its stride and it's just booming. Um, and now I, I think you're, we're seeing an industry develop from podcasting where it's not just about the podcast, but it's about um, like you have people who specialize in editing podcasts specifically. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, the production side of it, um, promotional side of podcast and how, entrepreneurships are entrepreneurs are creating a niche around that mm-hmm. um so i think that's really interesting as well um because you know like you were saying like joe rogan i would also put um joe budden in that conversation as mm-hmm. far as really getting into expanding what the podcast means like i remember um when joe budden's podcast first came out he had said something critical about Nicki Minaj and she was she retorted back with uh oh who cares he just has a little podcast <laughs> and then you flash forward a few years she now virtually has a podcast with Apple yeah. you know yeah so and they like think um a couple weeks ago or maybe it was a month ago they actually were on each other's podcast mm. <laughs> so it's just interesting full circle. <laughs> yeah how just things shift in, yeah. in a matter of years like this is an industry that we're seeing um and not just an industry but a media paradigm shift yeah that we're seeing in real time as far as how content is consumed mm-hmm. yeah they're um they're curating playlists and they're not playlists but um just different um yeah playlist yeah yeah, yeah. and, and I'm seeing right now, uh, I'm subscribed to the Ron Burgundy podcast. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought that this movie, you know, it was 
cultural phenomenon at that time. Like, it when did that come out? Two thousand and two or something. Like that? Yeah, it was a while ago. It was, yeah, it's something like that. And um, man, now he's back. <laughs> well, Farrell's back on on audio. It's the funniest thing ever. But um, it's literally the funniest. I crack up every time. I, I have to it. check that out. <laughs> Robert, for but sharing that he's, already, a, yeah. he's in full character think about that think about that shift from movies these a-list celebrities are coming yeah. on and creating from you know conan o'brien has his own podcast kobe bryant um he has this like child podcast yeah thing. the um what's it called the uh is it like loonies or something like that I'm not yeah sure the name punies 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 yeah yeah um and all these people are these a-listers like he said Nicki minaj and all these people are now coming onto this world of podcasting. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's it's not just something someone does because they can't get on radio anymore. Yeah. No, this right. is a new radio. <laughs> yeah, this is the new radio. This is definitely um I would say probably the most accessible form of media right now. Oh yeah. Um, even more so than even with, even in the streaming era, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I just relaunched my own podcast and I've had YouTube channels for, for years, uh, 10 plus years, I believe. Uh, yeah, 20. How old am I? I'm an old man now. Um, oh, yeah, about 10 years or so. I had a, my YouTube channel and I'm, I haven't seen the growth. Maybe it's because of the built in audience already, but um, I haven't seen the growth in, in my in the relaunch of my podcast that I have. Um like ever it, and i've had a youtube channel for a long time and i've never seen like a growth like i've experienced with the with the podcast that i launched so um it just speaks volume i'm reaching people from all over the world i see my stats and i'm like oh man people from china people from brazil people from japan like, it was pretty cool people from all over the world are listening to what i have to say on here it's awesome. yeah it, it's an interesting experience for sure mm-hmm. and then um so as someone who's been in the YouTube world has YouTube channels and is now tr- kind of transitioning more into podcasting. W- tell us the differences between the two realms. Well, besides the visual and audio <laughs> differences, um, it's a great question. I think, I mean, the major differences is I, I think the work that it takes to develop a piece of content for YouTube okay, is much different than it would to develop a piece of content for, uh, for podcasts. I really do believe that it takes a lot more work to do the, the video um, because there's so many different elements from that. You have to have the right equipment. Now it has to be like full HD, sometimes even up to 4k quality cam. on the site well but you know for for somebody maybe that's starting off they might not be able to go out and buy these you know lumix gh5 cameras or the new sony cameras um so that's and then also not only that but also then edit it or create content that people are going to be wanting to engage in and, and stick around for the full duration of that that video um and you know you have to have call outs and you have to have a cool thumbnail so it's just so much more that is involved in creating a YouTube video. Whereas in podcasts, look at what we're doing here. We 
we have this app anchor we both clicked on a button and now we're talking <laughs> yeah there's probably not much editing that's going to be done on the back end um yeah and you know even when i was doing my interviews on youtube uh with other people it's something where i had to still go back i had to put you know the visuals and record our screens and there was times where i had technical difficulties where my screen wasn't recording but the audio was or vice versa so all these <laughs> other technicalities that have to go into that whereas here on the podcast world um it's honestly you press record maybe if you were doing a standalone standalone episode you might want to take out a few mistakes that you've made um and then upload it but this you know that's it you don't have to spend hours on on the editing side of making it fancy and making it uh really pop to the viewer um because there are these podcasts that go on for like an hour two hours and people are fully engaged for that entirety of that podcast um episode so it's it's much different than video video people want it you know a few minutes long boom and then go on to the next video so it's you know, different different dynamics so yeah very interesting because i i think a lot of people kind of make a distinction between the two in terms of how they want to get their content out there it's i see people doing either or you know yeah no i you can definitely i think you can do both right oh yeah um i still you know i haven't posted a video in a while but i am going to get back into that shortly so uh, i'm focusing a lot more on the audio side of things and then it's gonna probably hire uh one or two individuals to help me do the video side because honestly the video editing just takes a long time for me uh which i don't want to devote much of my time to but I still have a lot of content in my brain that I want to put out into the world um, that's focused more on video. So, yeah, that's uh, something maybe in a month or two, people might see more more video content being pumped out by me. Okay. So take us back to when you got into memory training. Yeah. Yeah, so I got into this because again I was I got kicked out of college. So I was failing high school, and then my teacher graduated. My teacher gave me a D minus. She said, "Go on, I don't want to see you here again next year." <laughs> so I was like, "All right, awesome." Got into college, and then I was struggling. Same kind of thing. If you're going into a new situation with the same blueprint that you had in the past, expecting a different result, it's just not going to happen. You're going to be repeating the same cycle that you that you have. In the past, you need a new blueprint. I I just did not have that, um, and so I yeah, I continued down the wrong path of not being able to fully concentrate and not doing my work, even though my intentions were there, my ambition was there. I was signed up for the classes, but I just you know kept not fully engaging in what I had to do. So yeah, it was I, my counselor pulled me off to the side and said, "Look, we're gonna give you a break." Take a break. In other words, I got kicked out of college for a semester <laughs> because of my oh. lack of, uh, of uh, you know, work ethic, I guess. But it, it came down to my ADD. It came down to me not being able to focus right um, and not you know, do my homework but or the, the assignments that were given. So I, I got kicked out of college for a semester. And then during that break is when I was like, I need to fix this. I cannot continue on with with this cycle of, of uh you know of memory lapses so that's when i sought out my mentor ron white 
taught me everything that I had to do in order to get a better memory. Uh, he has this program called Better uh, Memory in a Month. And uh, it takes a full month to do it. But because I was just so hungry to learn something new and to fix this pro problem that I had, I dove right in. And it took me about three to four days to complete this month-long program because I was listening to every single section, you know, all throughout the day, talking about Drive Time University. <laughs> While I was working, um, I used to work at DirecTV. So when I was going from job to job or even at the job site, I was just listening to the audio program and going through all the exercises while I was like drilling holes on people's roofs. <laughs> I was going through these memory exercises in my mind. And yeah, that totally transformed um, the way that I thought that learning was, uh, was possible for someone like myself. Um, and it, it was such an amazing um, experience because then I was telling my friends like, Hey, give me, give me a list of 20 random items. Let's see if I can memorize it in, in the correct order. Um, and I would, I would say forwards and backwards. I'm like, okay, now give me a 100 digit number. Back then it would take me like 20 minutes to do it. <laughs> now it takes me a few minutes, but I was able to successfully do a hundred digit number forwards and backwards and by number. Uh, so things such as that. And then I applied it to school when I went back to school and I started going from getting bad grades and getting kicked out to getting straight A's in college. Um, you know, I work at DirecTV. I was about to get fired from my job for constantly forgetting the, the tasks that I had to do and forgetting tools at other customers' houses and taking, you know, twice as long to finish a job, whereas my other coworkers were finishing it much more quickly, uh, to getting a promotion and becoming the youngest technician to hold the new position that I had at that time in the office. So, Things just shifted completely after going this route of, of improving my memory. So, yeah, it was an amazing kind of turning point for me. So how, how did you become aware of memory training? Uh, Dion, he went to this conference. Uh, it was a Jim Rohn event at the time when Jim Rohn was still around. And he's like the godfather of personal development. <laughs> but he went to this event and there was a speaker there, Ron, my mentor now. Uh, but there was a speaker, this memory guy. And that's all, like there was amazing speakers all throughout the entire event. But the only person that my friends bragged about was this, this memory guy who memorized everybody's name in attendance and memorized all these random things and taught people how to memorize. And that's the only thing that they were they would be uh, bragging about afterwards. I'm like, man, I missed it. I should have gone. And then a few years later, when I was struggling, I turned to my friend Dion. I'm like, hey, what was that memory guy's name? And he was like, oh, yeah, it's Ron White. Look him up. Uh, so I did. And immediately you know, went through all his websites and all his information. And then I bought his course online. But, uh, yeah, it was through, through an event that I couldn't attend at the time. Uh, but my friend Dion did. And he, he was the one that introduced me to my mentor, Ron White. So when you started the, when he introduced you to Ron White, how did you know that this was for you? Or did you just kind of feel like you didn't have any other option but to try at that point? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had, again, I tried the pills. I tried all kinds of different things and um, just nothing, nothing seemed to be a permanent fix for me. So when I, 
went through his course and I thought I learned that, you know, through visualization, through using your imagination and creativity, you can really learn anything and retain information and, and concentrate and focus and you know, all these different things that I was struggling with in the past. Um, it was just helping me out in each one of these. And it was more of a permanent fix and not just a temporary like Band-Aid. Um, that's when I, I, I saw that this was for me. It was different than what I was doing before. And it just, it just honestly, it worked. It worked for me. So I stuck with it. And now many years later, I've competed all over the world in memory competitions using these techniques that I learned. Um, and, you know, I've taught others how to do this as well, taking teams to, compete in national memory competitions where they've won gold medals and events. So yeah, it not only helped me out, but it also helped others that I, I taught the techniques to. So yeah, this is, um, it was a godsend, honestly. So provide us with some insight into the fascinating world of memory competitions. Yeah, so it's just a bunch of nerds that get together <laughs> from all over. No, it's honestly people from all walks of life come to this. It's not just like what you would label as "quote unquote" geeks in school. Um, it's you know we have professors, to, we have we have college dropouts, we have you know um, just speakers to te- you name it. Everybody from all walks of students, all walks of life, come and compete in these competitions. Uh, we've had news reporters and celebrities come and compete, um, but it's it's just uh, depending on which event you go to. But at, in the USA, um, we have the USA Memory Championship. So there are four base events here. They give you like a random or a poem that's never been published. They give you a poem. You have to memorize everything word for word, punctuation, grammar. Everything has to be exactly the way that it's written. And then they give you a few minutes to memorize that and a few minutes to recall it. Um, That's one of the events. Another event would be uh, speed cards, where they give you a deck of cards randomly shuffled. And then you have up to five minutes to memorize that deck of cards. But the faster that you do it, the more points that you get. so, you know, you go through the deck of cards, you put it down, then they give you an unshuffled deck and you have to put that in the correct order order that you memorized the previous deck in. That's another event. Uh, they also have numbers. So they give you hundreds of digits of numbers. They give you five minutes to memorize as many digits as you can. And obviously, the more that you memorize, the more points that you will get. So th- that's another event. And then uh, they also have names and faces where... They give you, again, hundreds of names and faces to memorize, first name and last name. And you have just a few minutes to go through all those faces, uh, link the name to the face. And then uh, they give you a new sheet with just a face. And then you have um, you have to remember or write down exactly what each one of their names were. So those are like the four base events. And then they have other ones if you make it past the first round. Um, but yeah, and it depends on which country you go to i've gone all over the world um and you know different memory competitions have different events or they add some they take some out but these are kind of the core events names numbers cards and like vocabulary and other like just uh, core events which event is your favorite um i really like names and faces okay (laughs) uh i don't know it's just something where it's one you're seeing a face you're seeing someone's face so it's, there's a visual automatic visual trigger there 
and then you have to be playful with the name to associate it to that face. So you always want to um, come up with an image association for the name itself. So if it's like Steve, you might picture this gentleman that you see in front of you, his eyebrows are burning up because you're picturing a stove for Steve. Um, so the stove is burning up his eyebrows. You will never forget that image if you you know link those two together then when you see this individual in the future you'll see his eyebrows burning and you'll be like okay yeah i burn his eyebrows with the stove so stove hey steve how's it going how's the family um so that's one of my favorite events it's one that i practice daily because you know you're always meeting new people and you're always uh going out and talking and networking with people so that's something that where it's it's honestly um it's i practice it on a regular basis so it's probably why it's my you know one of my favorite events at these competitions that's awesome mm -hmm. like i said i i started um with memory training uh you know through I, I i don't even know if i could really call it that 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 might be pushing it but i did a training on a udemy course um about kind of the overall overview of the material so it's definitely something I'm into and I want to kind of double down on that. So yeah, might have to talk off camera about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely awesome. do a session, memory session for sure. Um, but yeah, cause like I said, I kind of uh, shared my struggles with ADD and learning differences and now, you know, really bad short-term memory. So same boat as you, well, pre old you. Struggling <laughs> with. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it takes practice. It takes, honestly, a lot of practice to get to a yeah. certain level of... I mean, not everyone wants to compete in these memory competitions, but even if all you want to do is remember what you're reading, you know, one of the biggest issues that I had growing up was, and this is probably why I didn't do most of my work, <laughs> uh, was because I would be reading and then turning the pages, and then about 10 minutes, 10 minutes in, I just stop what I was doing and be like, I have absolutely no idea what this book is about. <laughs> Cause during that, that entire retention. time, yeah. yeah, my, my mind wasn't, you know, it wasn't into what I was reading. My mind was out in La La Land. My mind was in the pretty girl that I wanted to talk to. My mind was in what I was going to eat later on that day. My mind was in the TV show, you know, SpongeBob episode that I, I want to watch later tonight, whatever it is. Um, it was somewhere other than what I had to do at that point in time. Um, but, you know, it takes practice. It takes a lot of practice to get to a level where you are able to really fully tap into your mind's full potential with that. Um, but at the same time, it's a different level of intensity that you have to work on it if you want to do something as simple as, like I just said, remember what you're reading. Um, and then you have to take it up many more notches if you want to compete in a memory competition amongst the best memorizers in the world so um but yeah i mean there's you you just have to choose what you want to do and then you put in the work so it's not like uh, like i said before i'm not just gonna wave a magic wand and poof, there you go now you're the king of memorization yeah, right <laughs> now i'm winning all the championships yeah yeah <laughs> that's not how it works but uh i'm not just gonna give you a pill and boom, that's it. You're fixed. Um, There's no easy fix. No, it takes work. Like anything else, it takes work. From whether you want to start a podcast, you want to start a business, you want to just do anything, it takes work. You have to go and register 
if you want to start a business, go and register. And, and, you know, if you want to do a corporation, do an articles of incorporation, register with your state, register with the, um, with your county, register with, uh, the government, federal government, and then you're officially you get your tax ID. Now you can officially legally run a business. Um, but aside from that, now you got to open up your bank accounts. Now you have to do, so there's all these different tasks that you would have to do. It's not like you, that's it. I want to open up a business. I'm officially a business owner. I want clients. Voila, that's, yeah, that's not no, how it doesn't works. work like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like anything, anything in life takes work. So I was, um, and, and to everyone, definitely check out the um, podcast. It's available everywhere. Um, so, or the YouTube channel, but check out um, Lewis's content um, because it's, it's phenomenal. Um, and it, you can find something. You have some episodes that are an hour. You have some episodes that are 45 minutes, 30 minutes. And you have some under 10-minute episodes, under 15-minute episodes. So you you have a wide range. Um, and, and they're all good. Uh, I was listening to one episode where you were going through, you were talking about uh, the, the guest that you had on was discussing the history of hypnosis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that was interesting. Just, I'm just throwing out some tidbits for the people out there. You know, definitely check it out. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, it's a smarter brain, better memory. Uh, by my company AE Mind Accelerated Empowered Mind. So, uh, yeah, put out. Like I said, it's it, it ranges. Uh, I have my my previous interviews that I've done, and I'm already scheduling new ones. But um, I just want to put out as much amazing content as I possibly can. Uh, and interview just really uh, thought-provoking, smart, educated, and, and educated as in they don't have to have a college degree, but just you can be self-educated. Uh, Pete might pop on one of these episodes pretty soon. Uh, so <laughs> he has a lot of great knowledge that he can definitely share and, and empower others with. Uh, so yeah, that's a smarter brain, better memory, where I give you all kinds of tidbits from interviews to short form, you know, a little five, 10 minute tidbit how to memorize vocabulary words things such as that yeah. so like for those of you that are studying for you know the lsats or you just your a sat act definitely try to pick mm -hmm. up some tidbits you know you might be able to increase the score a little bit oh yeah bump your scores up get into a better college get into a better grad school whatever the case may be but yeah definitely check it out awesome but i wanted to talk before we go about your businesses you have a wide range of businesses and they all kind of stem from memory in some way shape or form mm -hmm. can you take us through that discuss your individual businesses yeah i have a few different adventures uh, one of which is obviously my my memory business but um aside from that I, again i got into network marketing at the age of 18 and i saw that all the people that were around me were just not into like network marketing alone. And they, there was individuals from all different walks of life. My mentor was uh, a business owner in, um, he had a med spa. So he did Botox and still does Botox and like fillers and all that fun stuff that ladies and guys also want to get injected into their face uh, to make them look prettier, look pretty. But he, you know, he was the one that kind of taught me like, look, you need multiple streams of income. Uh, don't settle on just one because if one dries up, well, that's it. <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, 
you know, that, so you want to have multiple streams. So that's why he was in network marketing and opened up other business ventures. So I kind of took note of that. And, um, I, I created, I mean, I, yeah, from the, from the memory world to also I have uh, a video production company where we do like real estate videos, real estate walk walkthrough videos, um, and also wedding videography where I shoot weddings. I just came from one on Saturday. I did a wedding. So um, do that. I have an editing team. I have, um, you know, uh, my social media team with that. So I have a whole business venture under that. It's called Airy Cinema. Um, and now I'm actually about to launch Airy Media, which is going to be the parent company of all my other sub companies. Um, that way I can okay. control a lot of different uh, avenues because when people come to me for one aspect, I, I want videography, but Hey, I also saw that you have a cool website. Can you help me out with my website? Um, hey, I, I saw that, you know, you're good on social media. Can you help me out? So I'm going to create a few different <laughs> branches of every media where um, it's going to target different sectors from design, website design to marketing and um, not just video. And, and, you know, my, main company a mine will be under that umbrella in some capacity as well uh, but yeah just honestly i'm a i'm an entrepreneur at heart i love creating they're, they're kind of like my babies <laughs> it's it's a fun right. process um i mean even developing a podcast it's, i have a few other podcast ideas that i want to to launch soon um but i mean just the creation process of this is fun for me and i, and I absolutely love it creating a new business from New York. Oh, uh, but um, yeah I mean this is this is my passion just starting starting companies creating companies and seeing them flourish and become what I envision them to become in the from the inception um, that I'm just enthralled by I love helping others as well launch their businesses and become entrepreneurs that's another passion of mine I have a few friends that have become six-figure earners and a few actually hit the seven-figure mark already um, and obviously I did not like control every aspect of their business, but for me to even be a small part in being a, a slight catalyst to, to them going into this realm, um, that brings me huge joy. So, uh, yeah, this is one of my passions is being an entrepreneur. It's my biggest passion above everything else, honestly, now being an entrepreneur, starting businesses, seeing them grow and some of them fail. Uh, I've had a few different online marketing companies that failed. Uh, so I had one called Lion Ship, where I was doing like eBay and Amazon drop shipping, uh, because that yes, was, that's yeah, that was an a, emerging a, market. Yeah, the rave back in the day. Uh, it still is kind of, but you know, I started that up, and I was like, yeah, I'm not passionate about this, so that was one of my failed ventures. Business cycle. Well, it's, I think like right now, just from some of the conversations we've had, uh, you're really focus on doing what you're passionate about and perfecting your passion which i think is incredible mm -hmm. oh yeah you know so it, it'll be cool to see um you know some of the new podcast ideas come out with because um you're very creative but you also match that with discipline so it's cool to see what uh 2020 and beyond will look <laughs> like yeah i can't wait so many yeah great things are about to come our way so yeah it's gonna be awesome okay I have two or three final questions mm -hmm. for you. 
give us three transferable skills that you would recommend for people who are interested in pursuing entrepreneurship. So aspiring entrepreneurs. Mm. So the first like major, so someone that's pursuing entrepreneurship, even though I'm, I personally, I'm not a big fan of like creating business plans. Um, mm-hmm. Just because things just shift, honestly. Yeah, so rapidly. You, you can have a five-year plan, but a new technology is gonna emerge in a year that you didn't even think about, and that's gonna take your business to a whole completely different, you know, sector. Um, so I'm not a big fan of that. However, I still am a fan of like brainstorming and and jotting down ideas, jotting down maybe basic core principles for your business or um, targeting. A, a specific audience that you want to go after in this business. So I am a, a fan of brainstorming, not necessarily planning out five years from now, 10 years from now, having some sort of a feeling of where you want to be. Uh, maybe within your company, you want to hit $5 million within the next five years, whatever, right? Um, that's more of a, a, a macro goal that I would recommend for people to have. But, you know, maybe don't go too deep into the specifics within that. Uh, just because you don't know what's going to happen in the next five, 10 years. Honestly, none of us do. So um, brainstorm, yeah. that'd, that'd be the biggest, the, the, the number one, I guess, tip for new entrepreneurs is brainstorm ideas, brainstorm those old little thought bubbles that they had us do in, in elementary school and, and middle school. Those are very powerful. Like put the one main idea in the center <laughs> and then branch off from there and then create other bubbles and ideas. I still do that to this day. I have my whiteboard and I'm doing these little bubbles. Um, so that's the number one thing, like brainstorm, come up with ideas. Cause once you get it out of your head and onto paper or, or onto a whiteboard, you'll start seeing things connect that you did not, see where possible beforehand um like all these podcast ideas that i'm having are all because of like this little bubble that i created on my whiteboard so that's one thing brainstorm um second thing is take one step towards the action of one of these brainstormed ideas so one step closer it doesn't have to be where you go and and register your company uh with the federal government as of yet but it might be maybe making a phone call. Maybe uh, it might be putting out an ad on Facebook to see because you had a an idea for a name and you want maybe you had two key ideas for a name of a podcast or, or a YouTube channel or a business name or a book idea that you had. And so you put out an ad on Facebook um, where you you put out, um, you know, you had the one version of the name and then the second version, two completely different ads. And you see which one gets the most clicks because now you know that people are gravitated more towards one name than another. That's actually how I came up with the name of one of my books, uh, Better Memory Now. I had all these different ideas for book names. Um, and I was like, okay, well, let me just go straight to the marketplace. Let me do a survey. I ran an ad where I had a few different competing ads under different uh, titles. And then the one that I chose was Better Memory Now because more people clicked on that, like 90% of the people clicked on that compared to other ads. So that was like one action step that I take, that I took. I didn't even write the book. I didn't write, you know, anything other than just the title names um, that I had. And then I went out and I tested it. So uh, second tip would be take one action step, make one phone call, jot down one name, um, you know, go and register a domain. Take one action step towards um, the overall completion of this test that you have for 
for your entrepreneurial goal. And then three, um, what would be three? Three would be, three would be to do more research. Research your field. Research other people that are successful. They're successful for, for a particular reason. See what they're doing. Maybe, you know, you don't want to completely copy word for word or, or you know, you don't want to copy every single thing that they're doing, but, you know, use that as inspiration for yourself. Do more research into the field that you want to get into. If you, you know, ha have this amazing idea of a workout program, go and research some of the most successful workout programs. See what type of marketing that they do. See what, you know, how they name their system. Maybe P90X. There's a reason why they're you know, the number one, or they were the number one uh, workout program back in the day. So maybe see what they did to get to that position. What, what did they do with their marketing, with their video edits, you know, all that sort of thing. Do research. That would be my, I guess my biggest, uh, my third biggest tip would be do more research in the field you want to get into and also take ideas, quote unquote, steal ideas uh, from other industries that are not even related to yours um, and see how you can apply that to your field. So research is, uh, is up there as a top three for sure. I love those. Thanks for those responses. Those are, those are great. I definitely think diving in the research is crucial to anything that you want to do, mm -hmm. even if it's outside of entrepreneurship, just in life. Oh yeah. Having that foundation is crucial. Um, so I've asked you a lot of questions to, in our time together here today. Um, do you have any questions for me? Um, what's next in your world? What, what's your game plan for the next uh, two months? Next two months. So it's actually pretty clear right now. I'm wrapping up season one of the podcast. Mm -hmm. It should be, I think all episodes should be released at this point, maybe by mid October. Mm -hmm. It's a little later than I want it to, but just releasing the episodes isn't a big deal. You know how that goes. It's more about the recording process yep. and everything, you know, planning it out. Um, but then I'm going to focus on the book hmm. um, that correlates with uh, Trap Life. Yeah. The the book actually came before the, the podcast um, as an idea, as a concept. And so I'm going to work, just work on the book and hopefully have that done by November. I've been working on it, but I really just want to take that time to just zero in hone in on the book and just invest all of my efforts into that making sure it's the best it can be nice and then getting the yeah just getting the book out there i love that for some publishing thing yeah but yeah that's how i'm trying to close out 2019 let's get it done <laughs> yes make the absolutely books. i might might bug you about some book tips you know i might have to send you a facebook message yeah of course of course i'm always here to help out so definitely slide into the dms for that and final question would you be open to coming back on the podcast of course this was awesome thank you so much for having me on um great yeah definitely i'd love to come back uh you know if any of your listeners have any questions that you know and you would love for me to answer them on the next time that i come around definitely you know send them over uh to p and Can we get your information one more time as we close out yeah so i'm everywhere aemind a-e-m-i-n-d like the brain aemind.com um, youtube.com slash aemind you can find me if you just type in aemind onto any podcast service from iTunes to Anchor to Stitcher you'll find my podcast there 
um, I'm on Instagram, AE Mind, my Facebook, AE Mind. So AE Mind everything. <laughs> or if you type in like Lewis Angel Memory, you'll find me. You'll find all my accounts, my books, everything uh, that has to relate to me uh, by typing that in. Awesome. Okay. So we are wrapping up, but we wish you peace, prosperity, and perspective on your journey from the Trap Life podcast. Trap Stars, we will see you on the next episode of Trap Life. Awesome. Thanks so much, Reed. Hey, this is Christina Fernandez. I'm the co-founder of Artist Replete, and here's our story that I'm sharing on the Trip Life podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, at artistreplete.com. We hope you enjoy our story, and remember, some traditions were made to be broken.